When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And look, just like men are very easily impressed by certain things. And so, and women are very easily impressed by certain things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like guys are impressed by like, you know, if I see like a karate kick, I'm going to be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, with girls, if you, if you read, tell them their horoscope or something, they're going to be, they're going to be into it. Everybody, welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Eric Aspera. And I'm Molly Demilio. And we have a great episode for you this week. Finally getting into some mail books. Yes. Uh, the Game, Penetrating the Secret Society of Pickup Artists by Neil Strauss. The book everyone's talking about, quoted by GQ. I mean, I know why everybody was talking about it. But, <laughs> I mean, out the gate, what was your impression of this book? Well, I mainly was intrigued to do it because it's written for men. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of terrified to read it, to be like, oh my God, am I going to see something in here and go, a man has done that to me. And did you? No, there wasn't anything very specific. Okay. It's weird. I'm very, I have very mixed feelings. I think there are some good things in here that actually women could even use in their tactics of approaching people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of things in it that feel very manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. That's where more where i was i, I left like a lot a lot of notes in it that was oh, like, I saw oh this is manipulative yeah. <laughs> it's like, like just, this would not be done just, today omg yeah <laughs> what the fuck yeah. <laughs> this would be assault i was yeah. like i was like i know molly i'm reading it <laughs> like, like almost like Eric, you're gonna miss this this is assault right here it's like oh damn okay like jesus well there were so many things in there that i was reading and it kind of felt like as a woman is like my biggest fear that men say as far as you always hear like the numbers you know like she's a five or like she's a six and this because it does like field reports for each person Mm. as you know they're going out and picking up women and they talk about people afterwards so it just dehumanizes them so much so I was like oh my god do people actually talk like this you know like Uh, have I like have I hooked up with guys and then they went back and talked to their friends they're like you know she was like a six but you know did xyz right and you're like oh my god well i mean we get to it with our uh interview with mike who's coming on who read this book mm-hmm. um he talked about like he would almost say things to himself or focus on like the unattractive qualities of someone yeah. almost to make himself just less nervous to mm-hmm. talk to them yeah and i think that does make sense right but it's yeah. like god it feels horrible <laughs> to hear yeah well because it's also as as women especially have insecurities like everybody does but Mm -hmm. i think women more so especially physically yeah and so we always tell each other as women like oh you're your worst critic like no one will notice that it's like are they really noticing that thing i hate about myself right (laughs) it's such a it's just such a it is a game it literally is a game yeah and also there's this quote in the book that we both found very intriguing Mm -hmm. and we're just gonna read it okay 
People used to look out on the playground and say that the boys were playing soccer and the girls were doing nothing. But the girls weren't doing nothing. They were talking. They were talking about the world to one another. And they became very expert about that in a way that boys did not. Did not. By Carol Gillian, who's a like a psychic or something. Or PhD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it has a very long title. It's like, in a different voice, uh, psychological theory and women's development. I don't know. You know she that's studied- not psychic. I wouldn't, that's psychic. I meant... I meant a scholar. I meant a scholar. Carol's a scholar. All right. She's a valid source. Anyway, back to the quote. <laughs> the quote is intriguing because I read this and I went, I was the girl running around playing soccer. Yeah. Like maybe not soccer, but I was the one running with the boys. Yeah. I was playing football with the boys. Right. And I would look at the girls being like, what the fuck are they doing over they're there? They're boring. Oh, they're yeah. boring. Yeah. Oh, I just want to sit around and talk about boys. Yeah. <laughs> And really, they were, like, learning how to get guys, and I wasn't. Right. I was like, duh, run around with them. I thought I was nailing it. Yeah. I was like, I'm killing it out here. I'm everybody's friend. Like, they talk to me, and they're not talking to you, girl. And really, they were like, I don't know, figuring out the game. Yeah. (laughs) As you will. Exactly. Well, do you think some of that is a bit why, like, when it comes to relationships, you and I sometimes feel like our emotional intelligence isn't as high? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not necessarily like playground specifically, but I think both like being tomboys. I I think we approach things a lot of ways like men sometimes. And I feel like a lot of it does stem from childhood personally. Yeah, I think for me it's just it's more being cool. I was always the girl that was cool with the dudes. Yeah. And I could hang with the boys. Yeah. So in relationships, I feel like don't be a stereotypical woman. Yeah. Be cool. But he told, yeah, because you hear all the time of, oh my God, so and so did this, so and so did that, and all you do, all you know how to do now is like chill. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be the thing that they say they want, mm-hmm. but they're not going for me. They don't want that. No, they don't. No, they do want the girl. Yeah, they do like the tears or the whatever, or even the freakouts. Yeah, men like the drama too. Ugh, they do. A lot of them do. <laughs> they really do. A lot of them like that. Like, oh, she was mad at me, but like, I got her to stop being mad. Yeah. You know, as much as they're like, can we talk about this like adults? It's like, eh, sometimes they don't want that. Absolutely not. And they actually do like to like bitch about it to their guy friends. Mm-hmm. I think the equivalent to like a female brunch where you bitch about your man is like men just sitting around playing video games and bitching. Pretty much. You know, and it, they do it. They really they do, do it. It's, yeah. it's just in shorter form. Yeah. It's just like, oh, she's fucking yelling at me again. <laughs> and they don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a lot of ADD. It's ADD bitching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, got him. Um, all right. Well, I guess right before we get into our interview with Rank Christine, we do have the giveaway from our review. So thank you, everyone, for leaving a new review. You are getting $100 to whatever of your choosing. So our ratings review winner is from Malgal93, the best sex and relationship podcast. Erica and Molly bring so much lighthearted, fun, and realistic information to the world each and every week. I love hearing people talk about herpes and help squash the stigma. More episodes with people like Dylan Palladino would be fantastic. Love you all. So thank you for the so review. Sweet. Make sure you hit up the pod. Uh, email us. Shooters gotta shoot pod at gmail.com. And we will uh, arrange your winnings. <laughs> and um, as always, guys, if you want to support the podcast, uh, join our Patreon. The Patreon's hopping. We've got free episodes every Tuesday now. And it's patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot for just five bucks a month. You're going to get, I think it's like 33 f- extra episodes right now. There's a lot over there now. They're yeah. racking up mm-hmm. uh, a lot of tea over there. And you also get voting power. 
of yeah. guests coming back on. We got some big guests coming back for the Patreon. We do. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, we got some big exclusives coming. So mm-hmm. join the Patreon, help your girls out. And Patreon is P A T R E O N dot com. Well, uh, we got to get to our guests for this week. Let's do it, man. I'm so excited. All right. You might have seen this guy uh, on Comedy Central. Or on Conan. You might have heard his podcast, The Sit Down. It's Mike Racine. Welcome to the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Welcome for coming on. You weren't lying when you said you were going to hype me up. Yeah. We're we're making you look good. (laughs) It's a good time over here. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Well. Anyway, we do have a book uh, we got to get to this week called yes. The Game, the infamous book, the New York Times bestseller. <laughs> International bestseller, man. International, yeah. yeah. Take that, like Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 There's a new best book in town. <laughs> okay, well, we had you on, Mike, because you not only read this book, you read it twice. Mm-hmm. read it twice. And first of all, what made you pick up the book? Um, just I think just being a... 20 year old man who moved to New York and just like uh, I dropped out of college and moved to New York and just started kind of working odd jobs and uh, didn't know really how to talk to women. I was a late bloomer um, and uh, just just being like just being like kind of mystified on what to do, what to say, how to approach, uh, how to approach what to it was a very daunting mystery to me. So I, uh, I started reading this book and it, the book goes through this guy's journey. This guy, Neil Strauss, the author goes through his journey, um, with these, uh, pickup artists that he, he became acquainted with. He talks about the techniques and then, you know, the whole thing is like, it's like a, it's like a memoir basically. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you, uh, feel about reading the book the first time? And then did it change the second time you read the book later on? No, I think the second time was just like a refresher course. On <laughs> how to... Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Wait, were you finding you weren't having success? I think I wasn't, I'm probably maybe wasn't having success. <laughs> and, and you were like, let like, me go back to the same. Let's give this another shot. Yeah. 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 Let's go back to the same guy. I think I missed something. Yeah. Rather than pick up a new yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was having, you know, like mixed, I was having mixed results. Um, but I think there is a lot of, there is a lot of good stuff in the book. And I think that um, it's just, it just kind of depends on how you use it. Like any skill set, you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. And uh, the one thing that I remember the most is there's a, there's a technique in the book where it's like you look at the rings that someone is wearing on their finger and you look at what finger they're wearing their rings on. Mm-hmm. And each finger represents like a different, uh, Greek god. It represents a Greek god, and it's supposed to say something about their personality. So everybody likes learning stuff about themselves. You know, mm, everybody okay. likes like getting their tarot cards re- read or, or like you know horoscopes and stuff like that. So this is just like one of those things that you can be like, oh, you know, um, oh, you wear your ring on your thumb. That actually means you're like a very independent person, which mm. sounds silly, but it's like something to talk about. It's a way to open, you know. Mm. It's a way to open a, a conversation. It's weirdly flattering. I would assume each finger is yeah. something like a good quality, like independent. This yeah. one means you're creative. Mm-hmm. This one means you're very lovable or something. Right, right. Mm. So the thumb is Poseidon. That means like, yeah, you're very independent. You're, you know, the thumb like stands out from the other fingers. Poseidon doesn't live on Mount Olympus. You know, he lives in the ocean. So like, oh, oh you shit. probably like water. Yeah. Index finger is Zeus, which means you're like a leader. The pinky finger is Aries, so it's like uh, the god of war. Oh, you wear a pinky ring. A lot of mobsters wear pinky rings. Oh, you're probably like combative, competitive, stuff like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, 
You really remember this book, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. The ring finger is uh, Aphrodite, which means like, oh, I bet your relationships are important to you. You know, it's like horse shit, but it's like something to say to somebody that you're meeting in a bar that you haven't, you know, that you don't know who's a stranger that you're that you're trying to get to know and maybe, you know, become acquainted with. And then uh, the middle finger is, um, I think, Dionysus, the, the god of uh, partying, the god of wine and, and uh, <laughs> parties. That's so it's like, oh, yeah, you probably, you pr- I bet you like to party. Molly, you little party bitch. <laughs> I bet you like to party. I do love to party. It's it's mm-hmm. so funny because when I first was like, oh, Mike knew the book. I was telling Molly. I said, yeah, he said there's something about commenting on a girl's ring. Mm-hmm. And what did you say, Molly? Uh, that was like one of the first things my now boyfriends uh, commented on when we oh, first really? started dating. Yeah, it wasn't anything with Greek gods, but mm-hmm. he did like point out my rings and have something to say about them. Because mm-hmm. I think there's something to pointing out something and, and like noticing something on a woman i think mm-hmm. that is very flattering and also uh-huh. it, that doesn't have to do with you actually like physically like if you can make a compliment about something they're wearing or something right and it's the same way it's like if there's somebody i mean it's been a while since i've been single and i'm very happily you know married with a with a baby on the way but <laughs> if you're if you're gonna compliment like if you're a single guy and you want to compliment a woman it's better to be like you know oh you're really funny or like oh i like your just something that's not her looks i think Mm -hmm. i think girls appreciate that yeah and i think the other thing that's tease up from the book is that uh like interrogation is not seduction but like conversation is seduction so you're you're not just having a q a with the woman when you start a conversation that way and it's Mm -hmm. it's going to lead to something a little bit more deeper and it also really tells men to get women to just naturally open up about themselves you're inviting her to tell you something about herself Mm -hmm. yeah also you you hint on the thing from the book called chick crack which there's so much terminology in this book there's literally a Mm -hmm. dictionary in the back yeah there's so many terms but i was intrigued by chick crack and that there's abbreviations and stuff and like yeah yeah but the chick crack says most women respond to routines involving tests psychological games fortune telling and cold reading and so some uh-huh. of the like examples it gives is like astrology or like this ring example greek mythology mm-hmm. there's something to being like there's fun and exploring this theory that's not me saying it it's like these experts or this you know even like superstition you know Right. And it's something different from kind of like run of the mill small talk, you know, like, oh, what do you do? What do you, you know? Mm-hmm. But Erica, think of, um, think, think of a number between one and 10. Okay. Do I say it out loud or seven? No. Three? Yeah. Okay. So most people pick seven or three. So it's <laughs> kind of like most, most women pick seven or three. Oh, so if damn. You're in, okay. If you're in a conversation, you know. Um, you let her think that you're like a psychic and she goes, Oh my God. <laughs> but I think to do that, I think you already kind of have to be like in the zone a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least, at least talking to them a little, I would, that'd be a very weird opener. Yeah. That's, that's the first a weird thing opener. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But there's, um, I forget the term for it, but there was something in here that said, it's good to ask people questions that they have to give you a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. And there's something in that, that like for some reason makes them more attracted to you. It's almost like you're valuing their opinions. So that's, I've gotten that tip for dating apps of send someone in either or as an opener, Mm -hmm. like pizza or chocolate. And like Mm -hmm. the fact that they have to pick one somehow intrigues some part of their brain 
into yeah. attraction. I, I don't know why, but it's really right. weird. <laughs> it was also so weird to me reading the book how they kept pushing like a magic trick. Like there was one uh-huh. guy who in because they would all do field reports and uh, just like <laughs> which is field so reports. disgusting. <laughs> like <laughs> when they went out with a woman, then like give like details to the group in like a yeah. written report and there was one who every time he was like yeah but you gotta do the magic tricks <laughs> i'm like these stupid games are kind of fun it's so funny because i think being a comic i'm like oh ma-, like i roll my eyes at a magic trick and i think i've even there's probably been times in my life where i've like gone to a bar and like asked a girl if she wanted to see a magic trick thinking that thinking it's like ironic and like uh, you know like i want to see a magic trick but in some some people are like genuinely impressed by magic like yeah. they, they really enjoy it <laughs> yeah. well i mean i feel like most people know one magic trick with like a deck of cards mm-hmm. yeah that you could do like i know one that's kind of a mind reader one and it's a total crock of shit but it mm-hmm. works but some people are either like amazed by it and other people just are like trying to figure it out the whole time yeah but either way they're intrigued right you don't want to open with it but once you're once you're chatting for a little bit if you got one if you got one it's good to use one time I was on a date and the guy was like kind of annoying. The and dove I- flew out of his pants. <laughs> the dude I was with was like kind of annoying. And the bartender, I think, noticed it. And so he came over and started doing magic tricks. Mm. And oh. that was the best part of the day. It was like this old man. He was so cute and adorable. And just for probably like an hour or two, it was just doing Wait, magic what, tricks. Was it, was it Purple Rose in Bay Ridge? No. <laughs> okay. It <laughs> was very specific. <laughs> So, I mean, listen, there's a lot of stuff from this book that I think is, first of all, if it was written today, I don't know if it would be a bestseller. Okay. I don't there's, think it would be a bestseller. I think it would get yeah. canceled immediately. I don't, I don't even yeah. think someone would publish certain parts of this book that are very kind of manipulative and odd, but borderline like assault. Right. For- <laughs> but I was mm-hmm. like, let's at least try to start with the positive. So there is something to doing something, you know, with this chick crack, as they say, or just something intriguing when you're talking to people, because it is fun to learn fun facts. Right. Right. And look, just like men are very easily impressed by certain things. And so and women are very easily impressed by certain things, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like guys are impressed by like, you know, if I see like a karate kick, I'm going to be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, with girls, if you if you read, tell them their horoscope or something, they're going to be they're going to be into it. Yeah. We all have our weaknesses. Right. Well, we like to encourage people to like initiate right and we do have a lot of female listeners Mm -hmm. so some parts from the book i found that i actually thought were good were kind of with like approaching people and dealing with like this group mentality thing Mm -hmm. um so like one of the things i remember it said with approaching was that you shouldn't approach like directly straight on there's something about that that's intimidating but also do not approach from behind Uh uh-huh which funny we grew up in the era of like grinding dance floor that's often the approach is someone just shows up behind you and that shit is always terrifying yeah. oh my god i can't tell you the number of times in college some dude comes up from behind you're yeah. making out and then like making out from behind then you have to ask your friend like is this dude hot yeah <laughs> and then if he's not you gotta shoot me away i don't know why that was acceptable we were just like 13 years old like grinding on each other <laughs> yeah it it's, was yeah like Fair doggy weird. yeah like doggy style dancing <laughs> so gross that could be a funny sketch like sh- teaching your son how to dance yeah. and you put on like you put on like freak a leak by pd pablo <laughs> you just grind <laughs> you and your 40 year old wife are just grinding in your living room 
Uh, but a piece of advice they give men, which was nice to actually read, was about smiling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, the number one characteristic of an alpha male is the smile. Smile when you enter a room. As soon as you walk in a club, the game is on. And by smiling, you look like you're together, you're fun, and you're somebody. I don't know. Have you tried this? I mean, this is just the ultimate women are always like, don't tell me to smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is true of like, if you're the one smiling, laughing with people, like you're kind of drawing attention in a way that's like, they look really fun. Yeah, for sure. But I think confidence is something you definitely have to like develop. It's not like I remember uh, because one thing they say in the book is like if you if you've never talked to women before and you're nervous, like just go out and practice. So like go to a bar with a friend and if you don't have a friend, go by yourself and like talk to the bartender, you know, Mm -hmm. like just start a conversation with the bartender and and, and just and just do that. And if you're like a beginner and if you're like if, if this is so overwhelming start a conversation with a bartender and, and then, you know, and then you like, you build up to it. And then maybe your next goal is like, I'm just going to, I'm going to say hello, or I'm going to like open somebody, you know? And then, and then you just kind of keep going from there. And I think now, I mean, I'm also like married, but I'm pretty comfortable talking to, talking to strangers. You know, I don't get nervous or anything, but mm-hmm. I think I used to, when I was like, like a 20 year old kid mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, just running around, you know, not sure how to, talk to girls it's hard to talk it's to someone hard. that you're yeah. interested in mm-hmm. this book recommends though like ignoring the person that you actually want to talk to it, at least mm-hmm. for, like when you first approach the group or like enter the room did you ever try that do you feel like it worked yeah if there, if you're at a yeah you just you could talk to if you're at a bar and there's somebody you know next to you start a conversation with the bartender or if you can make you know mm-hmm. they'll maybe that person will want to will want to join in. Yeah, a lot of thought goes into this. Okay. That's why I don't I don't like when people are like, oh, just be yourself. You know, that's like some <laughs> of the worst advice that people get. <laughs> be yourself and have fun. And, you know, it's like, no, this is like, uh, this is uh, strategy. Yeah, I mean, this book especially is very calculated. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. One of the things is they have like, a, uh, what do they call it? Oh, a prop bag of just stuff to bring on a night when you know you're going to try and hook up. And like women definitely have a version yeah, that, of this. Is that a really? thing? Oh, for sure. Well, I we, mean, first of all, we have purses. Yeah. So it's easier. Make it much easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah. I'll have a condom. We say a face wipe. Uh, I bring my glasses. Oh, shit. I didn't know <laughs> or like new, new contacts mm. at least. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe like some gum. Well, definitely not a condom. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, you said a prop bag. Like, um, what what are some examples in the book? Because I don't I, no, not really. Uh, I know gum was an example from the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing cards okay. to do a magic trick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah another thing sense. that was weird actually was uh, he would buy very cheap jewelry that was man jewelry, and he would do a weird thing of if he got some before he like or after he got a girl's number, he yeah. would give them like one of the pieces of the fake jewelry as if it was like right from his hand. Being mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not a thief, are you? Like, okay, well, I expect to get this back when I call you situation. <laughs> Almost like sealing the deal of like, you have to go out with me because you have my jewelry. Uh, a piece of dryer lint to put on her clothes oh. and then pick it off and be like, oh, how long has that been there? That's a crazy move. That's weird. Yeah. yeah for that's an opening dirty. move. No, no props, but I did, I did do a little, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but I did a little peacocking. Okay. Okay. That's another term from the book. 
And yeah. the book says peacocking is wearing what an article of clothing to like stick out mm-hmm. and make you more intriguing and interesting when you talk to girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was your version? I just wore like an embroidered shirt and like a fedora. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't do it. I didn't do it like a lot. I didn't go yeah, overboard right. with it. But you know, I yeah, you wore some like you know some clothing. It's a little. That was the only term of the book I read, and I feel like I've heard men use that term, but I always found it in negative ways. They'd always go, oh, mm-hmm. that guy over there is peacocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is kind of inauthentic, because if that's not who you are, then, you know. Yeah, but I feel like when guys use it, they're almost like, he's deliberately like wearing that super deep V or whatever it is, mm-hmm. thinking it's going to attract women, right? Yeah. That's kind of how they use it. It's kind of like, oh, we all know you're trying to get laid over there, dude. Like, mm-hmm. you're peacocking hard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. One, because they say in the book, like, yeah, I know it sounds ridiculous, but you know, if you if you show up in like a feather boa and a and goggles, they're gonna think that you're like somebody. <laughs> you know? They're gonna think that you're like a CEO or something. Um, or it's like false confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I know plenty of people that are super intrigued by people that have a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And the other part of it is that's an easy in of asking about someone's tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Especially if you have some on your own that you can kind of be like, oh, I got this one. I was thinking of getting blah, blah, blah. Where did you go? What tattoo place do you like? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like a very genuine, like, I'm actually interested and not hitting on somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually a good point that you bring up, Erica, about like a genuine insert is Mm -hmm. that it says in here that you have to actually go after smarter girls who are interested in like making a genuine connection having a conversation because the party girls are like not going to be fooled by that and they're not going to be able to pay attention did you ever like notice that with the type of woman that you went after yeah no one's i mean no one was ever like oh you you know like i let you finger me because you had an embroidered shirt So I don't know. Never got that feedback. <laughs> yeah. No. What were some of the opening tactics you would use after reading this? Do you remember any? Yeah, I guess the ring one was big. I think sometimes it's just like commenting on the environment or sometimes I would sometimes I would I would neg, which is kind of embarrassing to think about. That's a big thing from this yeah. book. I think negging negging is like too much now. Like yeah. so many people are it's being like, we're over nagging. But when this book came out, it was like, nobody's it, doing not it. Not as many people were doing yeah. it. Yeah. It was funny. They gave some good nags that were like cute things. Mm-hmm. And then they give ones that you're like, that's mean. Like one was saying like, oh, you have man hands. Yeah. <laughs> was one. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. another one was like, oh, when you laugh, your nose crinkles. Mm-hmm. And that was when they were like point out in front of the group. And it's like kind of this cute inside joke of the group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, I would rather someone say that than say I have man hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was also like, this is kind of fucked up that it works because as a woman, when you're a little kid and a boy is being mean to you, you're told, oh, it's because he likes you that that's why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. when a guy does neg you now, it's kind of like, oh, well, I know he's hitting on me. Like, I know he's interested. So right. it, it is this weird psychological thing of like it works because it triggers a woman's brain. Yeah, it's like te- yeah, it's like light teasing. Yeah. But actually, it is kind of a tr- like it's it's refreshing when um when you you meet like a beautiful woman and she has man hands because then you just focus on that and then it doesn't it takes her off the pedestal a little bit, you know. <laughs> Was that from this book? 
Um, that's from the book of Mike Racine. <laughs> that's his field report. That's how you talk. <laughs> yeah. That's how you calm yourself down. Well, if you meet a, a, an attractive woman and she has, you know, massive hands or massive feet, it's like, okay, I, I you know, I can do this. Some yeah, it, it brings no. her down a notch. You know. Yeah. It, <laughs> you just kind of focus on that, and then you're just like, all right, we can do this. <laughs> She'll be with me. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious. Uh, this book talked a lot about like closing routines when uh, you get a woman back. Did you have a closing routine or anything that like really worked? No. No. I think you just hope for the best. <laughs> you know? Okay. So you're out, whether it's a date or you pick up some girl, right? She comes over. Are you imme- like, what's your go to? You're probably like, do you want a drink? Like, the book kind of, I think, tells you like, do something first like get them comfortable in some mm-hmm. way it, you know it's like if you're on a first or second date you can get somebody back to your place that's like you know you already won so you just kind of don't get your expectations up too high and uh see what happens you know relax and see how it goes there was an interesting move from the book that talked about he would have girls pick him up from his apartment and invite them up and he said something of like they are more likely to come back here if they come here already see the place and also i don't try to do anything with them we both are like i have never had a man have me meet them at their apartment before a date i i had a friend who used to do a thing where he would be like oh let's go to this other bar oh there's another bar like near my house and he knew that the bar was closed so he would like bring them to the closed (laughs) bar he'd be like he'd be like oh no they must that when did they close it's like you know i live right over here you know i I think that's oh buddy that's, yeah i don't know is that unethical I, I mean it's i wouldn't believe you didn't know it was closed yeah i wouldn't, wouldn't if you no. walk by it a lot it's right by your house you would know yeah. like permanently closed not like oh they closed at 10 like fully closed i'd be like this is some bullshit yeah but i mean if i'm agreeing to go to another bar like i do think he's right that i would probably just go to his apartment but thinking about it yeah. the next day i'd probably be like oh it's kind of bullshit mm. yeah you know? yeah i would definitely ask some guy friends about that yeah like, do you think questions. he knew it was closed i'd be like a thousand percent yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he would know. well in the email you asked me you were like what is the best dating advice you ever got and i had to really think about this because i don't think i've ever gotten like really good dating advice from anybody <laughs> you just kind of like you get you get all kinds of advice and you you have to decide what's good and what's what's good advice and what's bad but maybe the best piece of dating advice i ever got was from my friend that they that uh you know women want to have sex too so just chill out a little bit, you know, be nice, be, be friendly, get a, get a couple magic tricks under your belt and just, just hope for the best. <laughs> well, there was, there was a section in the book that basically said literally quote, never give a direct answer to a woman, like make her guess, like mm-hmm. never just tell her. And there was something of like, make the woman work for it. And there's mm-hmm. something of she'll want you if she has to work for it a little bit and feel like she needs to dazzle you a little with her personality, which yeah, I don't sure. think is false. No, I would agree with that. But I don't agree with like, if I ask you what you do for a living, don't be like, ooh, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. annoying. Um, another thing I thought of with the approaching that I thought was really good for both men and women was it said something of like, if you approach a group, you should very quickly basically say you're going to have to go soon mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it lets people's defenses go down because... We've all been there where someone starts talking to you and you're like, okay, I don't want to talk to this person all night. And I yeah. believe the quote was saying something like, oh, I can't stay long. Like, I got to get back to my friends. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, if you do have friends in a corner, if it's going well and they don't want you to leave, 
you can like wave your friends over to join and then it's like oh now we're a big group like now it's a mm-hmm. fun party for everybody yeah 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 and it's like less pressure it's that you don't feel like you mm-hmm. someone's bothering you for yeah. sure you want to give them the option that they can get out of there mm-hmm. yeah you know <laughs> yeah and i think too even if like someone doesn't have friends there and they tee it up with you know i got to get out of here because my friends are coming and then if you just start chatting and it goes well as the woman you're sitting there thinking that the guy is really really into it because he's blowing off his friends and it's like his friends don't care but like a yeah. female group of friends would be really pissed yeah. <laughs> so it's like, wow he's like sacrificing a lot <laughs> no not at all um okay so it does say that um you know, when men successfully pick up women together, it's like a bonding experience. Have mm-hmm. you ever gotten closer with a friend because you have this like hookup experience, like pick up women together? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I had a friend when I moved to New York. I had this friend Adam who uh, we would we would go out together and we would uh, we would do this kind of stuff and it was yeah it was fun you know yeah we both weren't afraid of like you know getting rejected and stuff like that and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think most men have a friend that they either like going out to pick up girls with or the friend is very good at getting girls Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they like standing with them. And it's kind of like you get kind of the leftovers slash like you don't really have to do the work because your friend is drawing people in somehow. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it feels good to be a good wingman, too. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Because I've I've had a girlfriend like that where I was like, oh, I like going out with her because she guys always talk to us. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stand here. So you were doing these texts like pick up women. Did you feel like when you got into a relationship that you had to change your behavior at all? Or were, was it a little bit similar? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. That's an interesting question because um, you don't want to feel like, you know, once you're with someone, you don't want to like settle in and then things get complacent. I think you do have to play games a little bit, but I don't, I don't know how I would do that now. I should probably do more of that. More magic <laughs> tricks. I should probably yeah. do more magic tricks and more. Yeah. Ne- I should go neg my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say there was something in the book called push pull and it was partly with the vague thing of never give a direct answer. It said literally to switch being into her and not being into her mm-hmm. as like, okay, when you're on the phone the first time, like be super interested and super chatty. And then the next time be very short, not interested. And it was something of like, that's going to make them keep coming back Confused. to you. But I was like, first of all, do men do this like intentionally? Because we've all had that as women. Yeah. Like of like, oh, this person's very hot and cold. I Mm -hmm. don't know if it's me. Like, I I think women often feel like it's them. They're like, what did I say that he's not being so nice? Um, Do you think men truly do that on purpose? Be hot and cold? Yeah, maybe. But it's probably 50-50. It's probably sometimes it's intentional and sometimes it's... uh, they're playing xbox or something yeah this is one of those things that when i read it it made me feel like how many men have read this book because it might Mm -hmm. be everyone that i've ever spoken to (laughs) but girls but don't girls do that too i mean you don't want to put all your cards out there right away you don't want to be like oh oh yeah i had so much fun last night you know it's like if you like if you go on a date that's good you want to wait a couple days before you uh text that person or if you're texting you don't want to text too much you want to be conscious of how much you know how much blue you're sending in those uh, conversations. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like guys mainly do the vagueness. And I think uh-huh. it's what you're saying of, I-, I guess maybe you feel like you're showing all your cards. It's probably more intentional than it is unintentional. Yeah, the vagueness, I think, is just more either people not knowing what they want or with relationships, a guy knows, like, I don't really want anything serious. 
So I'm not gonna like be a hundred percent there in a way, which that's the part we don't fully understand. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've gone down some rabbit holes on this one mm-hmm. uh, of like truly, what's the fear of commitment, Mike? Yeah, why are guys so afraid? Especially if you're exclusive with someone, you're uh-huh. already basically their boyfriend. Why? What's the problem with the boyfriend title? What is it? I don't know. I guess just uh, I don't feel this way anymore. But I guess you know having your freedom is nice, or having other options or that the idea of like having something new to or it's like it's like it's like pokemon you know you ever play pokemon <laughs> yeah no, yeah. I, don't know. Um, I don't know just the idea of uh new stuff new uh new experiences you know is always kind of like that's an innate thing you have to kind of get over but i don't think you should be i think guys should try to f- commit and settle down with one person because your quality of life will be a lot better and you won't feel like such a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but, you know. I guess that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. I've never decided to be exclusive with somebody and it's like it's like my idea. It's always it's usually it's usually her idea and it's usually her being like, you're not going to see any if you're going to see me, you're not going to see anybody else. And, and, you, and you go, oh, OK, well, I, you know, I like you enough to like make that decision. But I don't think I don't think I think most guys don't want to just jump into a relationship with somebody. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. How long have you been with your boyfriend? Uh, only like four months. Yeah. And he, yeah. But he's like into it. He's I hope so. He's happy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think he likes me. No, I was just saying, he's just a, a relationship person. I think you meet those Is people he, yeah. and you're like, yeah. okay. Like I knew pretty early on. I was like, oh, if I want to be in a relationship with this person, it can happen. But I think that's so rare, especially for men. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't envy you guys, you know, you got to <laughs> deal with that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's pretty great. It's pretty great to be a dude. You just ghost people and, you know, <laughs> download a new dating app. You grow a mustache and you change your name and, you you know, <laughs> keep playing the field. And you do it forever. It's just kind of like the idea of like something else. You know, men are, men are just kind of like sort of unremarkable. Like, you know how like if you need a stapler, you go to the office supply store and you buy a stapler and you go, now I have my stapler. Mm-hmm. Like that's what like a guy is, you know, but, but women are like pasta. You're like, oh, this is a really good pasta, but I want to try all the up, you know, I want to try all the other ones. <laughs> with guys, it's just like, okay, I got mine. I got the one. I don't need any more. I don't think about other staplers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have one. We don't need multiple. We just need one. <laughs> yeah. Where, where we're like, you know, oh, there's gnocchi, there's cavatelli, there's ravioli, there's stuffed pasta, there's, you know, linguine, <laughs> there's pappardelle. I don't want to just, what am I going to do? Just eat one kind of pasta? <laughs> the rest of my life you know i mean hey we get bored too don't don't think like we never get bored. of course yeah yeah, yeah of course you oh know. yeah hey you don't have to tell me twice it's more just it's one thing when guy when people talk about making the jump to like marriage like a legal commitment that you can't just basically up and bounce one day what it is just being a boyfriend it's like you can dump someone at any you moment. can dump someone at any time yeah so yeah. that's why we're like exclusive you're basically a boyfriend i don't see what yeah. the big jump is no, but it's like knowing that you're going to hurt somebody if you if you decide you don't if you decide it's not for you, you know, just I mean, you're still going to hurt somebody. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just stupid that I've been in exclusive things where there still was a breakup conversation and then think and based on what you said, the guy's sitting there being like, man, I mean, imagine how sad she would be if I was the boyfriend. And it's like, <laughs> it's the same shit, my dude. It's like the it's same shit, the yeah. same thing, because yeah. I feel like after a couple of months, you essentially know 
do you want to be with this person? Whether it's exclusive level or boyfriend, girlfriend level. Mm-hmm. But that apparently varies with men. They'll be like, no, nah, I did like a year. And it's like, I personally, I'm not going to waste my time a year being like, yeah, oh, time. Yeah. I'm still on the yeah. maybe scale. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So wrapping up, we're just called shooters got to shoot because we like to shoot shots, put ourselves out there. So we'd like to ask you one final question of, can you remember a time that you shot your shot and was it a hit or a miss? Well, I, I was thinking about this because, uh, you know, I was thinking about my evolution as uh, my evolution from boy to man. You know, I, uh, you know, I wasn't like that experience with girls. And I went to Florida with my uncle and my cousin. And there was this like there was this other girl there with her family. And I know she was she was like staying in the same hotel. And I saw her on the beach a couple of times. I just I, I just noticed her. I thought she was, you know, attractive. And I remember like not really knowing what to do or how to, but, I, but, but knowing that I had to like develop those skills, mm-hmm. you know? So I think the last day I was there, she was like with her family and I walked up to her and I was like, this is like st- stupid and embarrassing. But I gave her this note that said like, you know, like, and I was like, I'm going to, I just felt like I had to give you this. And I just, it just had my email on it. Oh, okay. And she never emailed her or anything, but, uh, you know, I'm like glad I did, because uh, you got to take those lumps and you got to you got to work so that cute. muscle. You shot a shot. I think yeah. that's very fair. Yeah, I shot a shot. Yeah. And it wasn't like you didn't trap her in a conversation. Like I think maybe I would have said, "I think you're really cute. I wanted to give you my email if you wanted to hang out." Like I, I would have added a little more than just here you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I said like, "Oh, I'm gonna regret this if I don't give this to you." Oh, that's oh, sweet. That's so cute. And and the the note said, you know, I've been watching you every single day. I've been in here. Um, I know your father's license plate number. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, you would have left the vacation being like, oh, I wish I'd tried something. Mm-hmm. That's the worst feeling. Regretting not mm-hmm. not shooting your shot. For sure. You can't be scared to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to put yourself out there. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. This has been so fun. Um, guys, if you want to check out Mike's podcast, it's called The Sit Down. And you can follow Mike at Racine.Mike, which is R-E-C-I-N-E dot Mike. You also do some hilarious little sketches, uh, specifically the super Italian guy is very fun to watch. Thanks. Thanks. Um, thank you all for coming on. And again, if you guys want to leave us a review, please do so. Uh, you can do it right from your phone. It's, the link is in the description. And um, thank you all so much. I'm at Sparica. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.